As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. What's going on, guys? Welcome into a brand new edition of the BSN Nuggets podcast on a Friday. Harrison Wind here, as always. We are presented today by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. On today's show, continuing the countdown, continuing the rankings, whatever you want to call it, of the Denver Nuggets' most important players for next season. If you missed Wednesday and Thursday's show, I went over players 15 through 11 on Wednesday's show. Those were 15, Bol Bol, 14, Jared Vanderbilt, 13, Vaco Chanchar, 12, Wancher and Gomez, 11, Michael Porter. And then on Thursday's show, 10 through 6, 10 being Mason Plumley, 9, Torrey Craig, 8, Malik Beasley, 7, Will Barton, 6, Monte Morris. On today's show, I'll get to the top five and go 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 in that order, ending with the Nuggets' most important player for next season, which you can probably guess who that is. But before I do get there, a quick news item. The Nuggets continue to fine-tune their roster, I guess I'll say. I think all the big moves ahead of next season are done. A couple minor ones still to come, just kind of crossing the T's and dotting the I's, if you will. The Vlako Chanchar contract should be official by the time you guys are listening to this. Uh, I think that's getting done here Friday afternoon. So Chanchar will take up one of the Nuggets' final roster spots along with Bull Bull, who who's not signed yet, and Denver still has a couple two-way spots available, and I believe still one roster spot available with the Chanchar signing complete. Uh, so curious to see what route Denver takes with Bull Bull, but uh, Vlaco will be signed, sealed, and delivered, likely by the time you guys are listening to this podcast. And I touched on him on Wednesday's edition of the show when I was ranking these Nuggets players and their importance for next season. He came in pretty close to the bottom, obviously. He came in at 13th overall, just ahead of Bol Bol and Jared Vanderbilt. And, you know, I'm not expecting a ton from him next season, but I think he did show in Summer League in each of these past two summers that... He's a player that really fits the Nuggets system. He's a player that fits Jokic ball. He can pass, he can shoot, he can cut. He's got really nice offensive awareness. He can play off of Jokic. He's a team player. He's unselfish. He fits the Nuggets identity. He fits their philosophy and culture. So I think he'll fit in really well. And don't know how much playing time we'll get this year, but I, I think he would be able to fill in if injuries were to really hit the Nuggets rotation and really not let Denver miss too much of a beat. I think he'd just be really solid. He's not going to put up eye-popping numbers, but he does a lot of things that don't show up in the box score on offense and defense. He's a pretty good team defender. He's really strong, so you get the feeling that right off the bat, if the Nuggets do need minutes from him, he'll be able to play the three. He'll be able to guard some fours. So a cool addition for Denver and just a guy that fits, a guy that seems like a Denver Nugget, kind of like Jeremy Grant, who I'll be talking about in just a few minutes. But let's continue on with this countdown of the Nuggets' most important players for next season. 
Over these last two shows, I've ranked 15 through 6. Now onto the top five, and to kind of kick this off, my fifth most important player for the Denver Nuggets next season, Paul Millsap. And maybe this ranking is a bit low, or a bit lower than you guys thought it might be. And really, just to be honest, guys, ranking these top five is really tough. I don't think there's a ton separating five, four, and probably three on this countdown right now. But I've got Millsap five because as opposed to everybody else that's yet to come on this countdown and these top five, I mean, everybody is just vital to the Nuggets' success this year. But I do think the addition of Jeremy Grant and the acquisition of Grant, who I will get to in a couple moments, makes Millsap a bit more dispensable for next season. And that's not to say he's like dispensable at all. The Nuggets will need his presence. They'll need his defensive presence. They'll need his leadership. But they're not going to need it as much as they did last year because Jeremy Grant is on this roster and can do a lot of the same things Millsap does on defense and can probably do a bit more uh, than Millsap does on the defensive end of the floor just in terms of going out and guarding some of the smaller guards like the James Hardens of the world. Like I'm not sure if Millsap can do that at this point of his career and just that kind of stuff. But with Millsap, I think he's set up for another really solid year. And you look at what he did last year, obviously his best season in Denver out of the two he spent here. He was injured a lot that first year, missed those 44 games with that right wrist injury. Had a couple bumps and bruises this past year, but all in all, a solid year, I thought. 12.5 points per game. 48% from the field, 36.5% from three. Really his most efficient shooting year, Millsaps, since 2010-2011 with the Utah Jazz, where that was really the best year of his career probably. 17.3 points, 7.6 rebounds. You could maybe say his first year in Atlanta, but that year in Atlanta, a little less efficient. But he's probably set up for an equally efficient year next year, and he's playing with a really talented roster, top to bottom, arguably the most talented in the league. He's going to get a ton of open threes next season. If he can hit threes at that 36.5% clip that he did last year, Nuggets offense is going to be really good. And I think that starting unit that Denver had last year, they could be even better this coming season. And they likely should be better this coming season. Like Denver's starting lineup, Murray, Harris, Barton, Millsap, Jokic, 114.1 offensive rating, 106.4 defensive rating, 7.8 net rating. Like, I feel like it could be even better, though. It still has some room to improve, to be honest, because for a lot of those minutes, Barton was not 100%. For a lot of those minutes, Harris wasn't even 100%. And you just get the feeling if all those guys are healthy, if those five guys are all on the same page and clicking together in rhythm with one another, you get the feeling they could post even better efficiency numbers. So, I mean, Millsap is lined up for another big year, I think. He's definitely slowing down, right? I mean, 34 years old, that's a clear age where guys begin to slow down or are already slowing down. But I feel like the year he had last year makes me believe that he's still got at least another year or two playing at this level. He's pretty durable for a guy who's 34 years old. Obviously had the big injury last year, but played in 70 games last year, which is really as much as the Nuggets need from him this regular season. And with Jeremy Grant, I would expect Denver to rest Millsap more this year, load manage him a bit, give him some nights off throughout the season so he's ready and fresh for the playoffs. 
but I will be curious to see how Denver manages his minutes next year with Grant here. Millsap played 27 minutes a game last year, 30 minutes per game the year before. If I had to speculate, his minutes go down again from that 27 to where he's playing, I don't know, 23 to 26 minutes a night. I think his average will probably settle in around there. And I think fewer minutes will help him out next season, help him out just in terms of his stamina and really make sure he's at his best late in the season and for a potential deep playoff run. Because these two are so intertwined and the conversation about each of their seasons next year really go hand in hand, number four on my list is Jeremy Grant, the newest Denver Nugget acquired from Oklahoma City this summer, obviously. And look, I still don't think people are talking enough about this signing. We've certainly talked about it in Denver a lot. It's gotten some traction across the NBA as you know one of those more underrated signings, but I really do think we'll look back in February, in March, in April, in the playoffs and say, man, this was the signing that really raised Denver's playoff ceiling a bit. And I think the reason why Well, there's a couple reasons why, but maybe the central reason why I have Grant ranked ahead of Millsap is because I think while Millsap will make an impact in the playoffs, and he did last year, especially in that Spurs series and early in that Portland series, and he kind of faded towards the end like a few players on the Nuggets roster did just with fatigue and stuff. Monte Morris in an interview with CNN Philippines, he's over there for the Philippines three-on-three tournament with Muggsy Bogues this week, actually, but he did an interview where he said, by the end of the playoffs, he was just gassed. You know, he had never played that many games in the season before, and I think you could say that for a couple guys on the Nuggets roster. But anyways, Millsap will be a big factor in the playoffs next year, just like he was last year. His team defense, just his consistency, his toughness, his mindset, his leadership, that's going to be really valuable for Denver in the playoffs and really all year long. But Jeremy Grant, that's a guy who I think his value will be increased come playoff time. His defensive versatility, he's got more defensive versatility than Millsap. Really more defensive versatility than anybody on the roster. He's a guy that can switch one through five, guard multiple positions, guard everybody from James Harden to LeBron James. He's going to be a guy that his role, his value, his importance, I think gets magnified during the playoffs. And look, the playoffs are really what matters here, right? Regular season's great. It's been fun covering regular season, but... The playoffs is really all that matters in this league for the most part when just looking at team-by-team success over the years. You're judged, well, the legit championship caliber first-class franchises are judged on what they do in the playoffs, and the Nuggets are trending towards you know being one of those franchises. And I just think his value and what he'll bring to the Nuggets in the playoffs where benches get shorter, the pace dies down, you know everybody's game plan, you know your tendencies, you know their tendencies, you know what your opponent's going to do every time down the floor. In those types of situations, I think Jeremy Grant is just going to be even more valuable. So I guess that's the crux of why I have him over Millsap. But like I said earlier, what's separating a lot of these guys in the top five? It's not much. Jeremy Grant last year in Oklahoma City put up really good numbers for the situation he was in, I think. And I've talked about this a few times, but There could not be two more different styles of play on the offensive end of the floor than Denver and Oklahoma City. Denver, the equal opportunity offense, everybody's involved, you're reading and reacting, you're moving off the ball, you're cutting, it's an unselfish offense, 
Oklahoma City is like the opposite. He pretty much stood in the dunker spot, stood at the top of the key last year in the corner, and watched Paul George go one-on-one, then watched Russell Westbrook go one-on-one, and then, you know, if it got late in the shot clock, maybe he'd get the ball or he'd crash the offensive glass, averaged over an offensive rebound per game last season, and try for a putback that way. He didn't get a lot of chances. He didn't get a lot of easy baskets in the Thunder offense last year. And still, in 33 minutes per game, he put up 13.5 points, 5.2 rebounds, an assist, and a block, and a steal per game. Shot around 50% from the field, 39% from three. And the Nuggets believe this, and I certainly believe this as well, but him in Denver's equal opportunity, organic offense, where you're really relying on your player's basketball IQ to move without the ball and screen for each other and you know just create chances that way as opposed to just one-on-one, that's going to really benefit Jeremy Grant. It's going to get him a lot of easy buckets. He's a high IQ player, both on offense and defense, and I think he's going to thrive in this Nugget system like people within the organization do. And I just think he's going to be a natural fit. He can space the floor out. I think the 40% from three, you know, maybe he's not a 40-plus percent shooter. He was 39% from three last year, but I think he's a better pure shooter probably than Millsap. And from what I've heard this summer, he's been in the gym like nonstop. Nuggets are already really impressed with just his work ethic and just love for the game. He's just such a natural fit. And Denver really identified him over the last year or so, maybe the last couple of years, as a guy that would fit perfectly with Jokic, with their system, with what they want to do on the court and in the locker room. And he's a guy kind of like Millsap was a couple years ago. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that. I've said, going back years, Millsap was a guy the Nuggets identified as somebody they would love to bring in. Grant kind of fits that bill as well. And Denver got the opportunity and obviously pounced. Just his fit is perfect here with the Nuggets. And like I said, his value defensively in the playoffs is probably the biggest reason why I have him so high here at my fourth most important player for Denver next season. I expect him to play a ton of minutes. I don't expect him to play 33 minutes a game, which he did last year with the Thunder. I'd expect him to play anywhere from 25 to 30 a night. Maybe on some nights he's playing more. And he'll probably mainly come off the bench. Maybe there are a couple games he could start, but I don't expect him to start over Paul Millsap during the year, per se. Right? If Millsap's resting, yes, obviously he'd be in that starting lineup, um, but I, I wouldn't anticipate him vaulting Millsap in the starting lineup at all during the season. You know, Maybe everything's kind of on the table in the playoffs, so if Denver's struggling, maybe that's a change they make. Uh, but I would expect him to come off the bench mainly, but that doesn't mean he won't play more minutes than Millsap, per se, in a game during the season. His fit is really awesome. Like I said, it's perfect in Denver. And a big reason why is because of the personnel already with the Nuggets. Like Jeremy Grant and Nikola Jokic, that's an awesome fit. Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap, not as good of a fit, but still a better fit than Paul Millsap and Mason Plumley. So I feel like that's going to be a good combination if the Nuggets go that maybe with their bench unit. Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley, that's a fine fit as well. Grant can space the floor better than Millsap can. He probably demands a bit more respect from the defense at the three-point line. So uh, his fit with Plumley, I think that's promising as well. And um, I'll throw a little prediction out there, but the Grant-Jokic two-man combination, I think the Nuggets will have a higher net rating with those two on the floor than the Millsap-Jokic two-man combination. Like, don't get me wrong. I think both those 
two-man combinations will put up really high net ratings. Uh, but I think just that Grant-Jokic combo, you're going to get some Fareed-Jokic vibes when those two were so in sync in the front court together. Grant in the dunker spot like Fareed and Jokic just dictating the offense up top. And just his basketball IQ, Jeremy Grant's basketball IQ, is going to really make him valuable in a lot of different lineup combinations. Before I get to the top three on my rankings of the most important Nuggets players for next season, quick word from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche. I know all you guys have had it. It's their classic American amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a light-hearted shale. But for those of you who have no idea what that means, this is a light-hearted, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. Make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. You'll be able to see all the events that we have planned. And of course, we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP for a good time. With that, let's hit a quick break. We'll be right back on the BSN Nuggets podcast. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Welcome back to the show. Harrison Wind here on a Friday on the BSN Nuggets podcast. As always, we're presented by The Green Solution. You guys, visit mygreensolution.com this weekend and use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Continuing on with my countdown, my rankings of the Nuggets' most important players for next season. On today's show, I've been through number five and four on that list. Not much separation between those two, but I gave Jeremy Grant the slight nod. He comes in at my fourth most important Nuggets player for next season. Paul Millsap is fifth. Moving on to number three on this list, for me, it's Gary Harris. And when you look back at Gary Harris's year last year, I don't think what he did across the regular season was representative of the type of player Gary Harris can be for Denver. What we saw in the playoffs, where he really changed the dynamic of that Spurs series and then had a really strong showing on the offensive end of the floor and at times on the defensive end of the floor against Portland, that was more representative of the player Gary Harris can be. Now, unfortunately, he can't always be that player because he gets injured a lot. You know, he's been injured pretty much every year of his career. 
was banged up a lot last season, a few different injuries, played in 57 games, played in 67 the year before that, 57 going back to 2016-17. So uh, this has been something we've seen with Harris over the last few seasons. But, you know, when healthy, there's not many guys on this Nuggets roster who are more important to Denver's success than Harris. And I think he proved that in the playoffs by, like I said, how he just totally changed the dynamic of that Spurs series when Denver switched him on to Derek White. And he really took the Spurs point guard out of that series. Because when Harris is healthy, he adds a whole different dynamic to this Nuggets offense and their defense, obviously, like I just said. But just speaking about their offense, a lot of people were asking me last year about just the differences between Malik Beasley and, and Gary Harris and with Beasley's breakout year, like does he have a ceiling that's higher than Harris? And I think he probably does, but he doesn't have the intangibles yet. He might never have the intangibles that make Gary Harris such a good fit and such a special player within the Nugget system. Like Harris is the original guy who first found out how to play off of Nicole Jokic, who first found out that, hey, if I give this guy the ball – and I make the right cut, the right read, he's going to get me a layup. He's going to get me an open jump shot. Harris was the first guy to realize that, and everybody else kind of fell in line. Barton fell in line, Jamal Murray fell in line, so on and so forth. But Harris still plays with Jokic and plays this nugget system and Jokic ball probably better than any guard, any wing player, any big on this roster not named Nikola Jokic. And because of that, when he's healthy, he is just so dangerous for Denver to have that guy who can score like he can, who can shoot like he can. Gary Harris only shot 34% from three last year. He's a much better shooter than that. I think he's more towards the 40% clip that he shot in 2018 than the 34% he shot last year. But like I said, he was banged up all year long, never really seemed to get his rhythm until the playoffs, where, ironically enough, that was the healthiest he had been all year. And I think his three-point percentage will definitely shoot back up towards that 40% mark uh, next year. But, no, he's dangerous off the dribble. He's dangerous in the catch and shoot. He's dangerous off the ball as well. But we didn't see that last year. And we did see that two years ago, 17.5 points per game, really his breakout year after signing that contract extension in 2018. And I think we get that Gary Harris next year as compared to the one we got last year because he was really a shell of himself for much of the year. And the injuries did that. The injuries did that to him. The injuries did that to Will Barton. Uh, But in the playoffs, we saw what a healthy Harris can do. So I'm expecting him to rebound. And, you know, night in, night out, he's going to be one of Denver's X factors next season. Uh, He's the guy who one night he can go for 25. You know, one night he might only go for 10. But... I feel like we're probably going to see a lot more of those 20-point games next season than we saw last year, as long as he does stay healthy. He's another guy, too, Gary Harris is, that really raises Denver's ceiling. Because their ceiling is quite a bit lower when you have Torrey Craig playing 30 minutes a game and Harris is out of the lineup. And as long as he's healthy, you know, he just raises Denver's offensive ceiling. He raises their defensive ceiling. He's Denver's best perimeter defender. I think he showed that in the playoffs well, Torrey Craig's a good perimeter defender. Malik Beasley is at times. Will Barton has been at times. But Garrett Harris is unequivocally this team's best perimeter defender. I think arguably their best total defender. Just such a smart player on that end of the floor. You know, I got this question a lot during the year. Like, how do you watch games? Do you just watch the ball? Like, do you just watch Jokic? Who do you watch? Watch Gary Harris on defense. Watch how he reads opposing offenses. Watch how he plays help side. Watch how he jumps passing lanes. He's like a free safety out there on the defensive end of the floor. And I think he'll be that guy again next season. 
you know, as long as he does stay healthy. He's a guy, too, with Malik Beasley's emergence last year that Denver can afford to manage his minutes a little bit. And last year, you know, Gary Harris played a lot of minutes, but he only played 29 minutes a game. You know, the year before that, he played 35. And that 29 minutes a game, that should be a thing and a number Denver shoots for next season. They can afford to play him that amount of minutes with Malik Beasley, with Will Barton, with Torrey Craig. And that's going to be something I'm really watching for next year. Can they manage these guys' the minutes enough during the regular season to hopefully limit the injuries for the Nuggets' sake and ensure everybody is healthy as possible for the playoffs? They did that last year, you know, over the last month or so of the season, but the injuries definitely caught up to them during the year. They're able to overcome them for sure, but you think about it, and man, Denver probably could have gotten the one seed last year if those injuries did not hit and they were able to manage those minutes maybe a little better. So I'll look for that next season. You know, how do they manage Gary Harris's minutes? But, you know, come playoff time, which, like I just explained when speaking about Jeremy Grant, that's when basketball really matters, you know? That's how you're judged based on what you do in the playoffs. That's where Gary Harris really proved last season that he can raise his game. And I expect him to do that again this coming year. Before I move on to my top two most important Nuggets players for next season, I want to remind you guys that right now at BSN Denver, you can get a subscription for 60% off, and you can get a membership to BSN Denver for Nuggets, Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche content for only $2.91 a month. How you get that? bsndenver.com backslash subscribe. Enter the promo code BroncosCamp, B-R-O-N-C-O-S-C-A-M-P. I know we're into the preseason now. I don't know if anybody saw the Broncos game last night. Riveting four quarters of football. But we're still running the promo, so you can get a membership to BSN Denver for just $2.91 a month. And also, you get all our written content in audio form. You also get a free t-shirt. So check that out, bsendeavor.com backslash subscribe, promo code Broncos Camp. Let's take another break, pay some bills here on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. We'll be back right after this. Tax debt is impeding the growth of millions of small businesses in the U.S. That's why Symbio Tax and Administration's goal is to enable small businesses and individuals to make informed and calculated decisions when it comes to their taxes. Symbio Tax provides small business owners with expert services in resolving tax liabilities and providing financial clarity. I would recommend George to anybody who has to deal with the IRS. His strengths and depth of knowledge make him really valuable. You know, over the course of years as a real estate broker, I've had the opportunity to talk with many different tax people. But the one thing I have found with George is he was very easy to work with. He was very articulate. Symbiotax is experienced in preparing returns for all income levels, as well as securing penalty abatements and settlements for qualified individuals that sometimes save the taxpayer thousands. George was able to save us about $7,000, and of course, you know, being an independent real estate broker, $7,000 is a substantial amount of money, and it was really nice to get that dealt with. They offer free consultations, so be sure to check out Symbiotax.com for more information. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O. All right, back here on the BSN Nuggets podcast, Friday edition of the program, finishing up this countdown of the Denver Nuggets' most important players for next season. Number two on my list is Jamal Murray, a guy who's going to have a lot of expectations for next season, especially after signing that max five-year, $170 million contract rookie extension this summer. That doesn't kick in next year. That kicks in at the start of the 2020-2021 season. 
But it doesn't mean those expectations won't fall on Jamal Murray next year. He's going to be under some pressure, I think, to emerge as the clear-cut second-best player on the Nuggets. And I don't think that was clear-cut last year. I think you can make the argument last year that Nuggets' second-most important player was Paul Millsap. Maybe their second-most important player at times was Gary Harris. Maybe, I thought, especially over the first, I'd say, half of the season, maybe their second-most important player is Monte Morris for what he did with that second unit. But next year, that guy probably has to be Jamal Murray for Denver to improve on last season's Western Conference semifinals appearance. Next year's the year where he's going to have to take a leap in production. I detailed earlier this week on bsndenver.com how Damian Lillard kind of had that jump in production after his third season. Oddly enough, ironically enough, after Lillard's third year in the league, Portland promptly handed their franchise point guard a max rookie extension, just like Denver did with Murray. And then Lillard had a big jump in production his fourth season, you know, really established himself as one of the top point guards in the league. And I'm not saying Murray will take that kind of jump. Like Lillard went from 21 to 25 points a game. Murray still hasn't cracked the 20-point barrier yet. And maybe it's even too much to ask for Murray to take that kind of jump because Lillard was 22 years old when he came in the league, right? His rookie season. Played four years of college at Weber State. Jamal Murray was a one and done. He was just 22 years old last year. So uh, the learning curve there is a little different, I think. So I'm not expecting like that type of jump from Murray next year, the type of leap that Lillard took after his third season into his fourth year. But I'm still expecting a leap nonetheless. And I think we could see that in a couple different areas from him. Three-point shooting, I think he should have a better shooting year from three, just more consistent in that regard, not shoot above 40% one month and below 20% the next month. And more consistency night to night for Murray. That's the biggest thing he's going to need to do next season. It's the biggest thing a lot of young players, especially young point guards, will have to do in this league. He's also going to have to be better defensively. But I think last year really provided us with a potential trajectory you know, for Murray, just moving forward, how he can improve year in, year out. And I think he's set for a big year. But I think next year, you know, we even saw this a little last season, but I think he's going to officially take over the title as maybe not the Nuggets' leading scorer in total because I predicted earlier uh, on this podcast earlier this week that Jokic will still lead the team in scoring. But I think there are going to be a lot of nights next year where you know, Murray, he's just the number one option. And I don't think 20 points per game from him is out of the question next year. I don't think an all-star appearance is out of the question for him next year, especially if Denver is at the top of the Western Conference when voting happens, which I predict they will be like they were last year. Also, I think Murray maybe takes on a bit more of a leadership role next year, something that Damian Lillard certainly did over his first four years in Portland. And like I said earlier, I'm not expecting Murray to you know take a leap like Lillard did because Lillard was, he's older than Murray. He, he was... T- 22 when he came in the league. Murray was just 22 last year, but I do think he'll take on a bit more of a leadership role next season and just kind of be more mature on and off the court. I also think his playoff experience last year is going to really pave the way towards a big season from him. I just think the fact that he got so many reps in that playoff environment and for a large part played really well. Put up monster numbers in the playoffs, probably bigger numbers than a lot of people remember, but to do what he did in the postseason 
at 22 years old going against a really high caliber defender in Derek White in that first round and then going against Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum in the second round. You know, for Murray to to do what he did in the playoffs and put up those numbers, 21.3 points, 4.4 rebounds, 4.7 assists per game in over 36 minutes per game, decent shooting percentages as well. I think it really means that the sky's the limit for him, and I think he'll take another step next year and just really establish himself as that clear-cut number two guy because last year he wasn't. At times he was. Throughout the season, you know, there were definitely points of the year where he was the Nuggets' second most important player, but when you look at the season as a whole, I don't think you can say he was clear-cut number two behind Jokic. So I think Murray's a guy, just because of his love for the game, his dedication to his craft, how much he loves to be in the gym, I think he's a guy who's going to look at this contract extension and say, okay, now I've got to really take on the responsibility of being this franchise player. You know, I've got to be more of a leader. I've got to be more consistent on a night-to-night basis. And I think he'll follow through and have a great year, which leads me to number one on my list, Nikola Jokic. No surprise there. I still don't think, and this might seem crazy for me to say because we talk about how amazing Jokic is on this podcast every week throughout the entire year, but I still don't think even us in Denver that watch him up close every single night, I still don't think we know how good this guy is. And that might seem crazy, uh, but that's just my take right now. And it's been my take for probably the last year. We still don't quite know and don't quite realize how good this guy is. And some of his biases probably still go against him, even here in Denver. Even those of us who have been you know, saying he's this top 10 player for the last year or two, we still might not quite know and might not appreciate how good this guy is. I mean, I think there's a chance, there's a good chance he emerges as a top five player in the league next season. He's a clear-cut top 10 guy right now. And I think if you're looking to bet money on the MVP, put it on Nikola Jokic. He's going to have a monster year. He's set up to have the best year of his career. And that's kind of crazy to say because he just put up absolute monster numbers a year ago. But if everybody is healthy, that's the biggest difference. I think his numbers could have been even better if – Gary Harris, Will Barton, everybody had stayed healthy throughout most of the season. And of course, injuries happen. You know, injuries are going to happen next year. But if Denver could just get some more consistency from its starting two guard and small forward just in terms of health and just having those guys out there and in rhythm, I think Jokic could have an even bigger year this upcoming year. And I mean, he silenced a lot of doubters last year. He silenced a lot of doubters that said he didn't have another gear in the playoffs. Oh, he was going to get exposed defensively. And granted, Nuggets didn't have to face the Warriors. They didn't have to face the Rockets. And he could look pretty bad defensively if they did. But, you know, maybe they won't face the Rockets or Warriors this year either. And I thought Jokic obviously raised his game to another level in the postseason. I thought he was really great defensively in the postseason for the most part, especially in that Spurs series. And I think now he can definitely be recognized as an above-average center defensively. Slightly above average. I'm not going to go crazy, but I I think he's definitely considered and should be considered an above average defensive center right now. And just like his consistency alone means that Denver, barring a a Jokic injury, they should approach 50 wins really no matter what their injury situation looks like around him. If he just plays 75 games, Denver should approach 50 wins. That's how special of a player he is. He's the Peyton Manning of the NBA. And what I mean by that is, remember all those 
very mediocre wide receivers that had career years around Peyton Manning. That's what Jokic can do in Denver to guards, to wings, who just have high basketball IQs, who know where to be, who know how to find that sweet spot in the zone and just sit down for a little football analogy there. If you just know where to be on offense, you know how to move off the ball, you know how to find the soft spot in the defense to move and cut to an open space, he'll find you and you'll put up career numbers next to him. So I just think, you know, barring a Jokic injury, he's just such a stable force that Denver can get 50 wins just with him on the court. And he's set up for a huge year. He's obviously Denver's most important player. Few guys in the league are more important to their teams than him. Like, you can put him in a tier with Giannis and a tier with Curry and a tier with Harden just in terms of value to their respective teams and how important they are. And if you talk about how much the Rockets would drop off the face of the earth without James Harden, I think you can say Nikola Jokic is almost as important, if not as important. So he's number one on my list. No surprise there. I think he's set up for another all-star appearance next season. Maybe a run at the MVP. Finished fourth last year. He's on voters' radar. And if the Nuggets are at the top of the Western Conference throughout most of the year and you know, at the conclusion of the season, I think he could definitely garner a lot of consideration. So again, quickly to go over these final rankings, 15 through 1. And if you missed any show earlier this week, I went through 15 through 11 on Wednesday show, and then 10 through 6 on Thursday show. 15, Bull Bull, 14, Jared Vanderbilt, 13, Vlaco Chanchar, 12, Wancho Anon Gomez, 11, Michael Porter Jr., 10, Mason Plumley, 9, Torrey Craig, 8, Malik Beasley, 7, Will Barton, 6, Monte Morris, 5, Paul Millsap, 4, Jeremy Grant, 3, Gary Harris, 2, Jamal Murray, 1, Nikola Jokic. Let me know what you guys think. If you're a subscriber to BSN Denver, drop a comment in this post on bsndenver.com in the podcast section. Scroll over to the Nuggets tab. Leave a comment or a question there, and I'll read it on Monday's show. And if you guys also have questions and you're not subscribers, wind at bsndenver.com. Drop me an email there or ask me a question on Twitter, and I will respond on Monday's show. Fun week of shows. Thanks for listening, guys. If you also have a second, drop me a quick five-star review on iTunes. Type in BSN Nuggets Podcast. Hit five stars. Takes a second, but really helps support the show. Keeps us going here on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. So if you have a quick second, I'd appreciate that. That's all for today. Talk to you guys on Monday. Hey, BSN listeners, as we do a lot on the BSN Nuggets podcast, got to tell you guys about StravaCraft Coffee. StravaCraft Coffee is a game-changing coffee. It's the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away everything from long-term migraines to back pain and arthritis, IBS. It has helped to decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is also just flat-out rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today, and you can receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door.